Welcome to the Mental Entrepreneur Podcast, a podcast that teaches you how to build your business online without losing your mind. Each week, I'll give you practical steps on how to grow your online business and how to maintain a full cup. I'm your host, Chanel. As fuck. What's up, you guys? So today's episode was recorded hella last minute because I kept going back and forth about what topic I wanted to select for this week. Like I had one pre-selected, but I was actually really, really inspired by Kiki White's testimony during a performance on TBN. And I was also really moved by Kier Sheard and Karen Clark Sheard's performance on the BET Awards. So I decided that I was ready to like do what they did and just kind of share my story a little bit. And so that's what I'm going to do. Let's get into it. So y'all know how in the intro I say I'm going to be pulling topics straight from my journal, right? So today's one of those days. But before I get into the journal entry, I want to give y'all a little context. So of course, y'all know I've been an entrepreneur for my entire adult life. I run several businesses online. My primary source of income being my life insurance business, Triple Legacy Life Agency. And I'm an independent agent, licensed in multiple states. I'm from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, but I live in Houston, Texas. Shout out to B. <laughs> um, I'm a mother of two boys, Christian and Carter. Christian is almost eight and Carter is six. And I homeschool those guys. And I'm also a wife-to-be. I'm a music enthusiast, a part-time mixologist, and a cannabis advocate. Now, I do love the Lord. But I cuss a little bit. It's okay. God is good. <laughs> okay? Um, I also battle lupus and fibromyalgia, as well as depression and anxiety. Now, I grew up in the church, okay? So growing up in the church and also battling mental health issues is tough to say the least, right? Like it's an intersection that has led many to a fatal ending. And I was one of those people that spent many years in silence, just suffering in silence because I was too afraid and ashamed to say anything. You know, and the times that I did say something, I was met with phrases like, oh, only white kids get depressed or just pray about it. And I can remember being nine or 10 years old, drawing a picture of myself inside of a bottle (laughs) because that's how I felt. I felt like I had to keep all my emotions, all my sadness and my fears and any tears for sure hidden and bottled up. And I think part of the reason why I suffered in silence so long was I had a really, really great upbringing. You know, I never really thought about the stark contrast of my childhood until I started therapy as an adult. But it was at the time I felt kind of like, wow, like I'm too blessed. I get too much of everything to be saying that I'm sad, to be complaining. And 
you know, I got everything I asked for. You know, I was a well-behaved child. I got good grades. I did extracurricular activities. I was like the model kid, right? But to me, in my own mind, I was worthless. And my 10-year-old self felt like no one cared about me if I wasn't performing well in school or in choir or what have you, you know? And so high school and college, you know, they had their ups and downs, and but I was fine for the most part. But 2012 to, I'd say 2018 were the years that almost took me out, for sure. So like in the fall of 2012, winter 2012, I lost my father. And seven days prior to that, I had just given birth to my first son. And so from there, it was pretty much like, after his death, it was like nonstop bullshit, right? Like I struggled with postpartum depression, stuff with my boyfriend, both of my sons have the same father stuff with him at that time was insane. Um, fast forward a few years, my grandfather got diagnosed with stage four throat cancer and then died after a year. And somehow in all of this happening, I became estranged from my mother for almost two years. And I was fired from the independent contractor position that I was working on, that independent project, uh, due to concentration issues, of course. And, you know, things were just fully and completely off track, right? And I felt like a failure as a mother. I felt like a failure as a woman, just period. And so I had a literal mental breakdown and things got to the point where I had attempted to take my life. And I just remember getting in the car one night and just driving. Like I was just driving and driving and driving. And then I realized that I didn't care if I ran a red light. And then it got to the point where I wanted to run the red light. And the only reasons I did not are named Christian and Carter. And so I drove to my mom's house you know, the one that I was estranged from at the time and sat outside the house for 10 minutes. It was literally like almost midnight. So of course the house was dark. No one was outside. And I sat in front of the house for 10 minutes at least, just uncontrollably weeping. And I, you know, I wanted to just go inside and just run to my mom's arms, but I knew I couldn't do that. Because if I did that, then she would think what I thought that she had considered me for pretty much my whole life, which was weak. You know, I thought doing that would do nothing but just reinforce this vision she had of me just as this weak person. And so I pulled off um, <clears throat> and I drove straight to the nearest mental health facility and they processed me and for the next six weeks I participated in a voluntary intensive outpatient program and then I went to therapy every single week for a year straight and during that same year 
I also saw a psychiatrist once a month um, and I spent six months on antidepressants and anti-anxiety medication. Uh, but side note, I haven't taken any medication actually since probably January 1st, 2019. And now I just use CBD and THC. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's, that's how that went, you know. God has kept me alive for this right here, what I'm doing right now. And, you know, I really believe that my story is going to help save others and just let people know that they aren't alone, right? Because I think just so many people struggle with loneliness and just feeling like they're the only one going through whatever they're going through. But I'm here to tell you that you certainly are not. So speaking of my story, I'm going to read y'all this journal entry, okay? And it's from April 27th of this year. And, you know, I wake up every morning and I try to do like a little journal entry and meditation and whatever, whatever. So this one was at 8.16 a.m. How am I feeling? Better than yesterday. Still have a head full of memories I'd rather forget. Trying to be okay so I can focus on work and other things. Trying to feel love from everyone in my home. And wanting very badly to give love to these men that I love so much. But I'm still just overall a bit anxious. I know that Jesus came to set the captives free. So please take these inner feelings of worthlessness away from me, God. Help me feel how much you love me, Father. Set me free from this darkness that follows me day after day. Help me find the best counselor for me, Lord. Comfort me right now in this moment, please. Take these emotional wounds and scars and supernaturally heal them, Lord. These things that have been going on the past few weeks, it's all crap. Please just take it away. Help me feel you every single day so that I can get through the things that come my way. Bring light into my heart, God. Heal all my diseases. Take away any inkling of unbelief I may have. Implant the truth of who you are and give me peace today, Lord. So now that I've read that out loud, it really sounds a lot like a prayer. Um, uh, but I was really just kind of talking to God. Um, and and that's what I do. You know, like I mentioned, I've dealt with depression and anxiety since I was a child. And so I have good days and I still have bad days. Right. But I was fully, fully grown with children before I realized that some of the stuff that I go through is not necessarily for me. And what I mean by that is, you know, most people think that they're supposed to learn some type of lesson when they experience a hardship. And for me, there were many times when I would ask God, like, why is this specifically happening to me? And when he answered me, you know, in short, he said that I had the type of faith that was unshakable and, uh, and it was necessary 
to change lives and save lives. And, you know, I've been through the lowest of lows. I'm talking about sitting in a corner in the dark with a blade to my wrist slow. And God brought me out. And he continues to bring me out every single day. And, you know, I realized that I was doing the work of the women before me, right? The women who were raised in a time when mental health dare not be discussed. A time when there were no therapists that looked like them, you know, and being a time when they were born into an environment that said, just pray about it. And you know what? It took a minute, (laughs) but I finally came to terms with that, you know? And if I have to go through some things to ensure that my children don't inherit, you know, trauma and pain and bitterness or anything else that I have not resolved, then I'll go through those things. And that's, again, guys, just why... I've felt it so necessary to finally get this podcast out because I'm able to share my testimony and I can just help whoever God wants me to help, you know? And I know that my experiences are not unique. And so sharing them, again, just helps people feel like they are not alone, you know? And I I quite literally could be dead right now but I'm so, so grateful that I'm here because I just, I just want to (laughs) connect, right? I want to connect and commune and fellowship and just share everything that I learn and experience. And by doing that, help people not make the mistakes that I made, you know what I mean? To make it easier for the people coming after me. You know, I've, I've, Been through many things, guys, (laughs) a lot. And uh, trying to push through isn't easy, you know? I've lost a lot over the years, but here I am now reclaiming my time, (laughs) like Auntie Maxine would say, right? And so with that, I'm going to leave y'all with three things. Three things I wish I would have had when I started my entrepreneurial journey. One, at the top of the list, being a mentor that I trust to being some type of money manager or accountant or at least some decent software <laughs> to, to manage the money, right? And three, you know, last but certainly not least, I wish I had the confidence to keep moving forward with or without validation from anyone, right? But You guys, next week, I want to talk more about number one, that mentor. I want to dive into the importance of a mentor and how having one can get you where you're going in half the time. All right, so join me next week and we'll get into it. Peace. Thanks for joining us this week on the Mental Entrepreneur Podcast. Come say hello on Instagram or Twitter at ChanelAF underscore. 
I also invite you to visit my business website at triplelegacylife.com to request a free life insurance quote. As always, subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. And if you're really feeling fancy, make sure you leave us a review so we can continue to bring you fresh content. Thank you so much for listening and see you next week.